Hi guys, I'm Dumi B and welcome to an episode of Cut Red Handed. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to this week's discussion on the secret lives of Baba Shiggy's wives. My name is Dumi B and we have Comfort and Victor today. Right? We have more people. No, not yet. So, Comfort, I think you wanted to give us a summary of what the book was like for you. No, before we start that, I think we should wait okay. for like other people to come. But before I say anything, to me, this week was this week was Noemi's birthday. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I like how you self care for yourself. <laughs> Who else would for me? I have to cheer for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy birthday, Dumebi. Thank you. Thank you. I said we should sing for you, but I don't know. I have a nice voice. I don't know if the rest of the... But like, if Bawa has, Bawa a, has a nice bass. I want to bass. That was my early morning voice. Like I, Bring I that morning you. voice back. <laughs> Bring back and <laughs> 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 I'll add whatever is missing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah, oh, okay. We start singing now, right? Yeah. Um, Which happy birthday song exactly are we singing? Are we singing like traditional? Types. Uh huh. Yeah, but she's a jolly good fellow. But she's a jolly. That's a no, happy birthday song. Is it not? That's what they sing at birthday parties. Buy songs like all these people that they're about to leave the walk. Okay, no, I think that that one it transcends different um, occasions. Abby. Like you can use it to congratulate someone on a promotion. Mm-hmm. True. A lot of things. Or retirement. I used to hear yes. that like retirement. Yes, and, I hear that for retirement. Or transfer. Yes. Okay, and also, so I, I don't know the full lyrics of the song. <laughs> Honestly. And so say all of us. And so say all of us. Okay. So that's not the one I want. I want traditional, please. Thank you. Which is the traditional one? And I choose the regular one. Happy birthday to uh, you. Okay, now do you want the rap version, the Fuji version, <laughs> the <laughs> classic version? You know when I was in primary school, they taught us like a rap version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like, wait, let me even see if I can bring the beats into it. It was like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. How old are you now? How old are you now? How old are you now? How old are you Hmm. That's how we're oh doing. And then we'll be beating the tables. Ah, primary school was fun, though. Hmm. So just seeing comfort about primary school, but let me not bring down into this one now. Hmm. Primary school was, yeah. was a jam. <laughs> <laughs> was a jam. <laughs> While the rest of us grew up in, you know, Nigerian primary school. So maybe I, don't I was know. in Nigeria. <laughs> I don't know where you were. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you know that series, the dome, where they were, where they were in a dome, right? Like apart from the rest of the world, the baby's primary school was in a dome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was Nigeria, but not exactly Nigeria. Please, <laughs> yeah, good. That's serious. Hi, Timmy. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh uh-uh. You never give me a heads up when you were coming. Hi, Tammy. Welcome, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Welcome. Hi, sorry. Welcome. Hello. So, Tammy has completed the best Tammy has completed. I said they want to sing a birthday song for me. Bala was worried about his voice. But now you come to complete it because comfort is a surprise. Oh, so you come in at all. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. (laughs) 
Mm. Oh, so tell me, yeah, before we sing the song, the birthday song, okay, should we talk about the name now? Or should we just wait till like maybe five? Oh, let's wait, let's wait a bit. After the song, I'll give you guys the maybe list. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. So, who's starting? Who's leading? Comfort, go for it. I trust you. <laughs> Bawa had doubts. <laughs> they I have doubts have too. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, can I just say that I have doubts too? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy uh, birthday! Happy birthday! It's all good. Happy birthday to you! Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Hallelujah! <laughs> was I too fast? I think I was too fast. I think people didn't know when to come in. Oh, okay. But Obawa, were you just waiting for her to sing the whole thing? Tell yeah, the I truth. Think that was the and then you I, just end. My voice. How can you just come in at the end? <laughs> that was flat. I was suspecting, but I couldn't spoil the song to say, Bawa, what's up? <laughs> but thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Much love. Accepted. Accepted. Hey, Comfort, you want to start with the, the overview? Yeah, the summary. <clears throat> uh, so it was a nice book. And the book is about um, this man. I'm not exactly sure how old he is. I can't remember. I don't know if it was even written in the book. They didn't say how old he was. Mm-hmm. It's about 42. Okay, sorry. I think he was like 42 because there was like some math stuff. Okay, he was 26 before he started the... Yeah, it's when he got married. Then yeah, when he got married, it doesn't matter. Now got yeah. married to the last. True. Mm. Like 40, okay. 40, 40. <clears throat> so he has four wives. Um, first one, I think it was only the first one was the only one that they actually named by first name. Um, Labake, that was his first wife. That's Iyashegi, and. Yeah. There was the second wife, Iyatobe. Iyashegi had two children. First child was Shegi. Second child um, was Akin. Akin. Mm. Yeah. And then the second wife, Iyatobe, I've forgotten her children's name, but I know the first one was Tobe. Tobe. <laughs> <laughs> the <Okay>. third wife. <laughs> I don't remember their names. The third wife was Iyafemi. And she had uh, two sons, Femi and the second son. I don't know his name. Maybe I should go to the the. So they have like a family tree. In the book. Yeah, um, Femi and Kodi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then, um, there was Bolanle, the childless one. So. He started with the issue of Bolanli not being able to get pregnant. So he used to like Bolanli and treat Bolanli well, like treat Bolanli the best. He gave her an armchair, even when she figured she didn't have a child. And so the wife just completely hated her. And the story now centered about around the three wives, the four wives, and how they came to be um, the wives. The first wife was, she was a money grubber. Mm-hmm. Her mom used to, after her dad left the mom, see, the mom used to do fufu. So she so she learned how to do fufu from a young age and she used to keep her money. She used to wake up in the middle of the night and count money. She was so obsessed with her money and then she would keep it somewhere and then she would count it, wake up every night and then she would count money, count money. And then there was this part where they talked about how she was possibly a lesbian. Because apparently there was this uh, girl. Yeah. Do you know I noticed that part just recently? I never said yes, that. I never I noticed like, how, it. How come I didn't notice that she was a lesbian? <laughs> so no, yeah. they didn't dwell on it or anything, Sha. But yeah. there was this um girl tomato that seller. yeah, a tomato seller that she used mm-hmm. to look at tomato seller and dream about the tomato seller as much as she used to dream about money. Mm-hmm. 
and she's dream about as in so it got so bad that her mom realized that ah if she doesn't step in, you know, this girl is not going to get pregnant, she's not going to get married at all. And her mom used to be the one that used to tell her from a young age that you don't need men, all those type of things, blah 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 blah. So her mom now took drastic actions, collected all her money and gave it to her friends, her friend that she wanted the daughter to marry. And then that one gave it to her son. So her son now married Yashegi, which is Tabake. So once the once she got married to the guy, she for like two years she realized that ah the guy no no seed, no nothing. So she slept with the the guy's driver. Was very the guy was a very you know serious character in this. I forgot his name, such as Tisha. Taju. Is it Taju? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Taju. Mm -hmm. So that one, so he slept with Taju and gave birth to two children for Taju, but obviously not for Taju, it's for the husband. And then she now conned her husband. Oh my God. What? Wait, no, I'm actually listening. I've not reached that far, so it's really interesting. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) And then she gave birth to two children. To the two children, and then, like even, even, even the whole part where they talked about the sex between those two, it was just it I don't like even know. The story, the story was that like the guy was sitting down, like he sat down on his august chair one day when the august sent him home. And then she, she was just laughing when she saw him. She didn't shout or anything. She now climbed on top of him. And then nice. that's how she used to climb on top of him like every time he comes to the house. So, uh, Jen, what else? Yeah, so she conned her husband into... She conned her husband into um, getting... How did it now? Into starting her own business yeah mm-hmm. starting mm. yeah yeah like two business or so she shall call her husband into starting mm. her own business mm-hmm. yeah talk best yeah talk best um story was i don't even know was her story sad she, <laughs> she was sad oh, yes and there was something so funny about the guy Baba Shaggy. Oh. every time he's upset He's either going to throw up or he's going to... Oh, go to the toilet. <laughs> so disgusting. Take, take me to the toilet. Oh, my oh, God. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> like, every time he hears bad news, take me to the toilet. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Even when he found out that his wife's... None of his children were his. He went to go and yes. throw up. Take me to the toilet. And then the book is always emphasizing how everything is so dirty and disgusting. I don't know. I like, do they think the mental picture is not enough for us? Like, you have to emphasize it more. <laughs> so, uh, the other story was like, um, she, her parents, she's not like uh, farming, but she, she likes reading, but she didn't like farming. And then, because of a bad harvest season, her parents now um, gave her away as mm. you know, as wife to Baba Shege. And then when she got to the house, she was so timid, so mousy. And then after she didn't give birth for a while, the first wife now told her that, okay, see, no, her husband does not have a seed, so go and look for, you know, what you do. That's mm. how she gave birth to three children with the meat seller. <laughs> Yes, so <laughs> that means seller. <laughs> it eleven like she give birth like the difference between her children is eleven months. Yes, she that's how obsessed she was with seller. the seller. Like Honestly. none of his wife actually like him, and then so, so she used to dream of is... yeah, none. She used to dream of oh, um, wow. she used to dream of the meat seller. She used to dream of like every time that guy's um Baba Shaggy sleeps with her, she used to dream of when he would travel so that mm-hmm. she can go and meet the meat seller. 
and then she used to neglect her children until mm-hmm. the first wife now told her that ah watch your children no don't make the concubine the husband exactly that's exactly <laughs> what she said <laughs> and, and then so she stopped then the third wife yeah femi okay that one her story i don't even know she she's an opportunist yeah and she has the most that she has one of the darkest minds i've seen like these people that used to twist christianity yeah. into something else mm-hmm. but you oh know my her God. circumstances yeah. what led her to that you know her parents the uncle she had a lot of money before then the uncle sold her as yes. a house girl her parents treated her well and then the mm-hmm. uncle now sold her as a house girl to this old woman that was mm-hmm. you know that was wicked she used to sleep under the stairs mm-hmm. and then the old woman used to beat her, not give her food, not like the old woman used to do a lot of things for her. And then until one day she found Christ. <laughs> and then that was told her that that God will bring him, that no weapon fashioned against her will prosper. So she should pray that that old woman dies. That something <laughs> bad will happen to the she yes. She used to imagine her going to hell and used to give her joy. joy. <laughs> so when the woman now slipped and fell down. Human now became a an invalid. Yes, an invalid. So she had to take care of the woman more. She so she used to put pee. I don't even know so many disgusting things inside the woman's food and drink. The woman now had diarrhea and went to the hospital, and she used to sleep with the woman's son Tunde. That was just give her money. She really liked Tunde. Yeah. On Tunde was, was the father of her children now. Yes, now Tunde was the father of her children. One day she saw um, Baba Shegi. She now gave Baba Shegi's driver money to convince him to convince Baba Shegi to marry. Uh, mm. So Baba Shegi now accepted to marry her. And then she now, she was still, like after she married Baba Shegi, she was still sleeping with Tunde. Six months, like, Six months after the first wife had told her to go and look for a man, she, she gave birth. She gave birth. She, she now said that. Yes, it was said, premature. Yes. <laughs> I just just pray fire and brimstone. Bolanle's marriage was like the only marriage that Baba Shaggy chose by himself. Mm. And Bolanle agreed to marry him because mm. Bolanle felt so broken. She got raped. Yeah, depressed. Like I couldn't even. I had to run through mm. the rape story because they told the story. The yeah, I just, it was so. Uh, I remember the story. It was terrible. I even have the page number for the story. There was one so, guy passing by. See, a fifteen. Was she not fifteen? She was a fifteen-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was fifteen. She was, <sighs> brought her into his house and then raped her, and told her to say thank you. As in, oh. that was even the most irritating part of the whole issue. That he has made her a woman. <laughs> My chest. That's how later on she now started sleeping with the guy, the, yeah, um, the landlord's son. son. And then there was the day that robbers attacked the landlord's son's mm-hmm. house where they killed the father. Yeah. That one even wanted to go and run to, the, to go and save his father. She was the one that even stopped him. That she not go anywhere. But they not speak after that. Anyway, she had an abortion talk mm. for the landlord's son. Anyway, she felt so broken and she wanted anonymity. Her mother mm. even her, her mother was not oh, okay. That's why she married them, Baba Shaggy. Mm. But the wives they hated her. She she used to feel like that just illiterate and that she must help them, she must save mm. them. <laughs> Honestly, she had her own god complex too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, she used to like she was nice to them despite the two years that nobody said anything. And that Baba mm-hmm. Shaggy did not like the fact that like that she could not give birth. And then he had this teacher, so the teacher now told him that she should he should take her to the hospital. Mm. That teacher that was, saved their marriage, or saved mm-hmm. their parts, saved that guy's life. <laughs> As in, then that's when she was now going to the hospital. If you see the way he used to talk about her, say, when they were at the hospital, just to, ah, embarrassment. <laughs> As in, embarrassment upon embarrassment. 
shall, the person, the doctor that has made them see that one knew how to talk to old men. So he used to use idioms to talk mm. to the guy. That guy will now smile and accept mm. it. Him. But so it was really so funny. And then, anyway, sir, they, that's how they found out that the guy did not have, like, he could not, there was no sperm at all. Mm. Okay, so he was the one with the problem. Yeah, yeah. he had a disease when he was young. Mumps. All along. All he had mumps as a child. So it was okay. Hmm. Wow. <sighs> anyway, he tried to keep all the children and yeah. Oh, and then the wives that were trying to send um Bolani away because they knew that. Oh the yes. The first time they they framed that made it seem as if no, she went to Juju, put mm-hmm. the head of the ties with red um red. Right. Yeah. To make it seem as if mm. no, she did Juju for the man, but mm. that one did not work. Then they now wanted to poison her with snake venom. Yeah, for the first daughter to eat, that to eat the chicken. If ah. She has never eaten anything in that girl's room. That day she was feeling comfortable because she helped her with mm-hmm. the palm wine situation she when she was with those boys. Ah. And that's how she died. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she died. Who died? Sorry, I went off. Shaggy died. She ate poisoned chicken that was meant for Bolanli. Hey. The first, the first daughter. First wife's oh, daughter. Hey, yeah. I think that's the ones that poisoned her. The first wife and the third wife. Mm. Anyway, the man decided to keep all the children. Tadju ran away and uh, Bolanli left. Yeah, but only finally gained the confidence. Yeah. Mm. She left. So. Oh. She left too. She said, "Why?" Now you're very mental. Too toxic. For yeah. Her. Mm-hmm. She said there's no point staying there when she can't give him a child. But mm. she, she was no longer feeling, you know, um, depressed. She was very depressed. Yeah, she was very depressed. You know, she tried to kill herself. There was a point when she was. He said there was a pool of blood on her wrist that no one could question. She went to go to a place where no one would question the faraway look in her eye. She yeah. said, I chose this family to heal in anonymity. Oh, that's, that's super depression. She just wanted some, somewhere where she was like the man accepts her as she is, that doesn't ask her too many questions, that she can keep quiet and just be looking at thinking of her life. And the girl would just think, oh, she's a gentle wife, and that was exactly. So I learned a new word, right? I've still not checked the meaning of the new word that I learned. Which new word? Self-flagellation. I saw that word too. I saw that word. Yes, sir. What does it mean? But I really saw like the power of kindness. Like she kept being kind. Kind. And suddenly, yeah, she gets I think, ah, maybe what we're doing is too much. They should, ah. The atopia was already on her side from kindness. Yeah. It was just... So, you guys, self-adulation means the disciplinary and devotional practice of flogging oneself with whips or other instruments that inflict pain. Jesus in heaven. (laughs) That's not good. So now that I know the meaning of that word, and I can't remember uh-huh. where I saw it, I have to go back to the book. Hmm. And he also, I, I feel like, I feel, I feel like at the point they also referred to literacy. Like there was a time there was his friend, the Ola Olofa guy, where none of his friends, none of his friends could set, none of his wives could set pen to paper. And I was thinking about it, like, is that supposed to be a good thing for him or a bad thing? Like, shouldn't he want his wife to be educated enough? Why is her graduating from university like something like people thought that it was a body for a man to handle? Like, the way yeah. they that they are and white. like, yeah, the way they used to say, you know, all those educated, all those graduate women. And I'm like, sorry, what's going on? 
Heck. <laughs> what is it? So the self-adulation, I found the part where it was. Page 204. No, 205. Uh, okay. Baba Shaggy was taken aback. He asked if he had offended me in any way. I told him he had not and explained that there was no point staying if I wouldn't be able to give him children. He listened attentively and promised he would always be there to give me anything I ever needed. I saw uh-huh. the sadness in his eyes. It was as if it had just dawned on, on him that our paths had crossed for a purpose and were never meant to be together. Yeah. Of course, I couldn't tell him that I had felt as if I had woken up from a dream of unspeakable self-flagellation. It started a few days after Shaggy died. I'd walk through the house and feel like I was in the midst of strangers, people from a different time in history, a different world. I didn't feel soiled anymore. Deep. I'm so happy, but it took that girl's death for her eyes to be open. Mm -hmm. Honestly. No, deep. There was something that also caught my eye in the book. Like, there was a senator that flogged a woman or slapped a woman or something yes. like that. And that motivated many people, all the men in the, in the um, town, to suddenly be yes. beating their wives or raping girls that they saw on the road. Or I actually had to highlight it. Yes. I was, that head, I was not like, do people in, of, in power have that much influence, like the way they behave, over people that don't, um, mm. I would say regular people, or people that are just like um, normal, like people in power, do they really have that, do their behavior, does their behavior really affect the way the people behave, or people perceive they're supposed to behave, that's the question I had. Influence, area of influence. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the power to, like, anybody that is put in power mm. gives the people around them, anybody that has some sort of influence at all, whether mm. it is in the entertainment world or, you know, in the religious world or even yeah. in politics, do you get, yeah. has the ability to give other people an excuse yes. based on what they do or how they behave. It made me also realize that, like, every those people they don't know the power they have they have the power to actually like make a serious change positively yeah just by their behavior they don't even just have by to do their so behavior much. Oh, God. whatever behavior they display gives people an excuse oh this mm-hmm. happened eh, i saw a senator do it why mm-hmm. can't i follow a humble a honorable senator this mm-hmm. person, even though he knows it's wrong but now yeah. he has an excuse to do something like that then hmm. another thing, that, another question I had well, that that talk, uh, got my attention is that what actually defines a woman? Like, cause I saw a lot of them were defined by the children that they had. They were like, if you didn't have a child, you were not a woman. And mm-hmm. a lot of them took the first child's name, saying like, okay, yes, yatope. But like, their actual name was almost forgotten. So I was just like thinking, like, what defines yeah. a woman? What defines you? I think in it depends on them, world, actually. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, we'll be defined by what we do. Mm-hmm. Get by a testimonial. Like, um, maybe what we've achieved or stuff like that. But we're in a patriarchal society. So most times, a woman becomes first, is first defined by her father, then her husband, and then her child. Are you sure? Most times, she's this person's wife. No, as in, yeah, okay, right now, right, there's a lot of, you get, there's, right now is better in the sense that, like, people, you know, women come out, they speak out, we do stuff, you get, yeah. and so people know us, recognize us by that. But that's not for majority of people. But I still feel like I, instead of searching for something to define you, just embrace yourself. Okay. yourself. But do you mean do you mean a self? Do you mean self oh, yeah. definition, or do you mean how yeah. society perceives? Like, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to ask. Is it is it is it like what society wants to define you as, or what you want to define yourself as? Yeah. 
I think both because I mean like people were the ones calling them that but I feel like they were also proud to be called that so I feel like both in both ways and that the only way it can actually be solved is your own self you're the only one that can actually change that definition you know and know okay, that so if someone decides to call okay yeah, so if someone decides to call you by okay like you're you're more than like somebody's wife. You're more than um somebody's. But they do it for the man too. Oh, sorry. But they do, but they do it for the man too. They call him Baba Segi. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, where is that twenty-six-year-old man? Where did he go to? Like, what does he want to do? You know, is he defined by his wives or is he defined like who is he? We don't really know who Papa Shegi is, but we've sh- we've seen like his wives and his children. But who is he as a person? A guy that likes to throw up in the toilet when he's what? upset. I don't think the book was about Baba Shegi. The book was about his wife. Wife. So it wasn't really wives? the center of the story. It wasn't. It wasn't the center of the book. It wasn't. It wasn't the main crux of the. I know, I know, but even the women were defined by their children so much so that Bolali was persecuted when she didn't have a child. A lot of women are. That's that's like okay. To me, I don't think it's something you can combine. Yeah, I don't about how you want to define yourself. When I was listening, I'm not trying to give a final answer. Like I know there's no final answer. I know it changes from person to person, right? It's just something that came to my attention when I was reading the book. As in, my point is, you can't combine how you perceive yourself and how society perceives you, Mm. because even though sometimes they are related, you get Mm. um, like. How you de- how you perceive yourself is more important than how society perceives you. For sure, for sure. You get, because how you perceive yourself can influence the society to perceive you. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. But exactly. The two of them are still two separate things. So we yeah. can't talk about them, you get. Mm-hmm. I agree. So perceiving yourself, you decide how you want to perceive yourself. I am exactly this person, you get based on how you feel about yourself, based on your self-esteem mm-hmm. or anything else. Yeah. Right. But if we're talking about how society perceives people, that's like a whole different Dif- ball game. That's like a bigger yeah. issue. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so let me talk about stuff I found. Mm-hmm. While we are still sharing our thoughts, okay. So I marked page one one five as important, and I didn't find out until now. So it turns out that that was the part where wife three, Iafemi, went to went back to her village home. Oh, once the village home down, once the house down. Yeah, yeah. She said she must have a revenge, and mm-hmm. then. Okay. Tunde, uh, what's that word that Tunde used to use when she does something crazy? Like, well, it's not well done. He used to say, he used to say one word. Bravo. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Okay, so let me read the passage. Mm-hmm. Um, page 115. Their children began to wake up and, come, and came out to greet their parents before commencing their morning chores. One of them came to the barn to feed the goats. When he couldn't find them, he scattered yam peel over, all over my yard. He looked like my father, tall and gangly. The back of his head pointed like the top half of an egg. <laughs> his name was Malik. He flinched when he heard his father's voice thundering through the house. My uncle had developed a big voice in my absence. Seeing the young man reminded me that I hadn't come here to harm anyone, just to claim what was mine. What do you do when something that is yours is claimed by someone else? You destroy mm. it. You take it apart so devastatingly that it can never be put together again. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That far got me. I had to, like, highlight it. I'm more important. So she burned the whole place down. She said, my fingers brushed the 50-liter keg of kerosene. My palm itched to turn the lid, but I waited. The longer you wait for revenge, the sweeter it is. Wow. 
full of darkness in her heart or she not said she not said um okay my uncle's wife didn't recognize me when she opened the door did you know the bible says touch not my anointed yes i asked <laughs> at first she looked at me with interest but when she saw my eyes burning she retreated into the house we are muslims in this household she replied i'm telling you that the bible says i'm telling you what the bible says because you have done worse than touch Oh. You have bruised God's anointed. Wow. <laughs> so that was her justification for burning the whole place down. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Tunde's car, got in and drove up, and she was so happy about it. And then she used to plan about how she would one day leave Baba Shegi, take mm. the, two, the, the two sons, to that grandma that used to bully her, that used to, you know, make her suffer. And then she would, these are your sons. Yeah. Grandma now died. Yeah. She was so upset about it. Yeah. She thought that the grandma made a pact with the devil to come to hell faster. <laughs> <laughs> so that she... <laughs> I really like how the writer described normal scenarios. Like... <laughs> she was oh so ridiculous. That's so cool. So, any comments on the general story? I have one more. There's one more line in the book that I liked. I liked when he just described when Baba Shegi was coming out of the car at the beginning. And he was like, Baba Shegi flung open the passenger the passenger door and reinflated his large flame. This large frame. frame. <laughs> I was like, that's such a very good description. Because when you're coming out and like, it's bigger than the door, you have to like, pop up and pop up. I was like, this guy really took his time to write this thing. I like it. I like the descriptions. But yeah. Do you have something to say? What else do you guys have to say? Oh, me, I, have stuff. I wrote down so many in. stuff. I have so much stuff to say. I just Welcome, Ekene. We're still coming in. Moyo. Is Moyo still there? Moyo is recording. He's here. <laughs> no, he could have left. He's still here. Oh, Victor. Wow, comfort. So much faith in me. I could have left. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not, you know, trust and verify. Trust and verify. That's what I'm going to say. So, I also marked page 183 as important. I don't remember why now. But, let's see. But, Bawa, didn't you say you read this book now? How far? Tell me. Yeah. I did. Let me look at what I highlighted, actually. Actually, I highlighted a few things. I stopped at chapter 8. Okay. So let me go to my second important part, page 183. Oh, yeah, page 183 was Tadu's chapter where Tadu was talking about his elder brother. Tadu was a very mischievous child. He's gone cut his brother and his brother's girlfriend having sex when he was nine. Is that why he was damaged? I don't even know. Oh, they, they put, you know. His brother killed some people. He was drunk. He drove into an electricity pole, killed some people, and he left. So they put, they came to the house, put that on the guy, poured. Uh, I don't know what's his excuse for being damaged. Everybody has their story. But that was not the part that got me. The part that got me was when he was talking about his brother. He said, Faruku could have any woman. I'm reading from page 183. They would chase him, yet he would make them feel he was hot and sweaty from exertion. They wanted him and he obliged them, spotting his wry smile as they squatted over his body. I tell you, when a woman wants you, it's better to surrender and let her take you. Wow. Afterwards, you will feel like a polished queen. Okay. the point where you are, you're like, okay, you might be here, sis. You would have come here, I don't even know what you would have said, sis. I did. He said. Women couldn't get enough of that yellow skin of his. Huh. Oh, wow. So there ends my listing. Like, so every time he talked about Faruku, he didn't talk about Faruku like Faruku had something so much to offer as much as he talked about Faruku's skin. 
it was like that was like the main thing for her. I noticed that actually there was a touch of colorism in the book. Even is it is it Iafemi that was saying that her yes. skin is beautiful? That While she, the other rest of them, their skin is horrible. Yeah, and she bleached yeah. everything. She bleached. She said she's getting back to her original color. Of what was she saying? A natural I color. I think that was one color. thing that actually I actually highlighted because mm-hmm. she said that, that um the beauty of a woman is. I think it has to do with her color that she should yeah. wear and all that, and not education and all that. That yeah, like blindly not having, yeah. not being educated and all. That. Yeah, and then she could insult. Oh my god, she had bad mouth. Oh yeah, Femi. Yeah, so for sure. Page six. But there was one line she used in the book that I really liked. She was like, "The world turns, and we turn within it. Who says what sins can pursue us?" And she was talking about, was it her that said Yashege? But whoever said that basically was going through. It was Yashege. It was Yashege, okay. Karma. That was when the girl was about to die then. Mm-hmm. That was sad. Oh, um, okay. So, 62, right, was where Yafemi said, was talking about. Was insulting, where Yafemi was insulting. Um, the first wife and then she was like the tailor said he ran out okay yes this part was so funny so he was supposed to go and get clothes for everybody in the house <laughs> so sideways she was sleeping with Stardew, the driver yeah. they didn't like say it but like they hinted at it that she smelled of sex when she came back to her but that part was where she went, she made her clothes so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But everybody's clothes was ugly. Bolanle's was was even the worst. She was one that sewed Bolanle's clothes with her hand. She said, <laughs> that was so. Oh my god, that was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. Deep, deep, okay. She said, um, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Okay. The tailor store was only 20 minutes away, but I stopped at a few places. By the time I got home, even my sons were anticipating from were sweating from anticipation. I rushed into the sitting room, arms laden, and surround surrendered the pile of coats to the stool by Yashagi's feet. The witch sniffed the air around me. She must have picked up the scent of my thighs. I heard Baba Shaggy's voice. I was waiting for the tailor to put finishing touches to your clothes. I said, Would you have preferred it if I came home without them? It is wonderful wow. that we are we will all be dressed the same. Ha! Ah, sometimes I wish I could pat myself on the back. My cunning knows no bounds. <laughs> oh <my laughs> For a few minutes, Yasha stared at the outfit. The children couldn't conceal their impatience. Mama, the clothes. Aki pretended to cough as he spoke so his mother wouldn't think him wayward. Uh, okay, Yashagi cocked her head with interest before reaching for the pie and placing it on her lap. The witch touched all the clothes before anyone, as if she wanted to render them secondhand. She fingered the plastic buttons and touched the treading before giving each outfit to its respective owner. One by one, everyone stepped forward to collect their outfits. Yashagi told Yatope to drop Balani's clothes by her bedroom door. She said everyone would return to the sitting room in 30 minutes so we could set up to the party. I got dressed quickly and headed to the sitting room so I could see everyone coming. Yashagi caught me in the corridor as she came out of the bathroom. She ran her eyes over my outfit. Such beautiful gold thread, such fine sequins, she said. Her throat was thick with fury. The tailor said he ran out of sequins when he started to sew yours. He said that the girl who sews Deb to him was in confinement. <laughs> But if you want, let us exchange. I'll wear yours and you can wear mine. I even started to unzip my blouse at the side. Ha! She would be lucky if she could fit just one of her breasts into my entire blouse. That's so mean. Oh my god, she had like so many insults. I think I, I highlighted it. She used to call the first wife a toad. Mm-hmm. Then she called the second wife. What does she mean to call the second wife? Then? Okay, I think I, I don't know how was she more insulting because she didn't really like that second wife. Trash was mm-hmm. too mouse. Mm-hmm. 
When oh, Bolan Lee oh. came, that Taju guy was already thinking that he has gotten mm-hmm. a new I knew with Yes. He was touching her properly on her way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Even before then, when she was coming, he was already looking it's at her. Yeah, he huh. yeah, was already yeah, she just had a weird feeling about the, the Taju guy. Yeah. She just thought that she didn't like him for the initial thing. Huh. Page 110. Why do I even have page 110? Okay, yeah, she's called the first wife, the frog. The oh second wife, the goat. Why? You're asking me this question. Do I even know? I don't even know. She <laughs> said, page 113. Yeah, that's where I am. The frog was relentless. She taught me tricks and helped me get better, get the better of the goats. Do this for Baba Shaggy, she'd say. It will make him love you more. More than he loves more you, I'll ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she didn't like anybody in that house? No. As in, nobody... Yeah, except her children. In fact, none of them actually Yeah, except her children, mouth. yeah. As in... Yeah, see how she... She said the world of Baba Sherry's house was stained too. I mean, page one one three. Yeah. One one one. The walls of Baba Shaggy's house were stained too. Everything was grubby, but the wives were the worst of all. The aging toad <laughs> and the shapeless goats. <laughs> She's so one, mean. I'm telling you, one ruled the pond, the other played with its shadow all day, and how they stank. If I had really oh, wanted wow. to punish them. I would have turned and returned to grandma's house immediately. But I decided to show mercy. Especially after Baba Shaggy showed me my room. A little word from our sponsors. And we're back. So, how far, what did you guys learn from this book now? And life lessons? If I learn some things from it. I shall learn a lot from the book, sure. I learned a lot though. Yeah. Actually following Bolanli's story, I feel. So um what I learned. I don't know. What did I learn actually? I don't know if I learned something that I didn't know before. I actually agree with comfort that from reading this story, you know that oh, there are certain things that you've already learned me from previous. It's not a new yeah, you know. It's not something new, definitely. Just reiterating. Have exactly just re- so it's that it's actually Bolanle's story from the ones I actually read from what I read. Yeah. So Bolanle's story that actually caught me. And so. From the moment she left her mother's house and her sister mm. to marry Baba Segi, you know, and the insecurity that she had and all that, mm-hmm. and wanting to be loved and having mm. because she was a graduate she could have gotten yes. you know a job you know mm-hmm. be independent you know find love in herself you know mm-hmm. which uh which was sad that she didn't have to she didn't do it that way she had to go and you know because when she was have in a part where she met the guy and he was always talking to her sweet um, words into her ears and she was coming the day after and the day after and i was like yes. why are you still going there Thank i can't you. just I go but paper. i guess that was what the writer wanted to so (laughs) i was like for a graduate she i don't think she was like fine she may be book smart Mm -hmm. but i don't think she was like street smart or smart or anything she was neither of those but in the way that she understood okay there was let me try and look for i highlighted something the part she said that oh that she was home now she saw something that made her feel yeah she felt okay she said the sun crept behind a cloud and everything dissolved into hot air but the chip remained secretly concealing its radiance behind the small crack shaped like the tick of a tentative hand i took it as a sign I was mm. so i guess she just kind of convinced herself that okay maybe she made the right decision and 
it's not that bad. Probably that's what she was telling herself. So it, it was just a story from the little I read. It was a story that really, really caught me. Me too. Yeah, and she couldn't have just married. She, she could have just, you know, I think found herself and not been in the midst of such, you know, toxic environments. I think she was hiding. She was running. Yes. Because she didn't want to be with any other, any person that knew who she was before the rape. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She, she wanted somebody to leave her, like a new identity. Yeah. And she didn't feel she deserved any good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she didn't feel she deserved to get a job. Oh. Get a, so she was like punishing herself. Husband. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. she had to spend the, all the years punishing herself. Because when she kept coming back every day, every day to him, I was like, why is she coming back? So there was a paragraph that answered my question. You know, she, they were like, oh, she had a fiery look in her eye and that he was content when she said nothing. So she was not like, so yes, I chose this home. Not for a monthly allowance, not for lace skirt suits, not for coral bracelets. Those things mean nothing to me. I chose this family to regain my life, to heal in anonymity. And when you choose a family, you stay with them. You stay with your husband, even when your friends call him a polygamous ogre. You stay with your, you stay with him when your mother says he's an overfed orangutan. You look at him in another light and see a large but kind, generous soul. So to her, he was just a really nice guy who didn't ask her too many things, who just accepted her as she was and was happy with her. And she even said one line here, I was daydreaming about the peace I would have in my husband's house. She just, she kind of wanted an escape. She wanted an escape. And a place where nobody would disturb her too much, ask her for, I think at the point she was saying that she didn't want to have to look for a job or have to live a normal life. Or all those stressful things. Well, and she just wanted a calm, peaceful place where she can just hide, like Comfort said, and disappear. Yeah. I read some things like earlier on while I was, you know, reading the book. Okay, first thing I wrote was I like how the author casually introduced all the like some of the things wrong in Nigeria in mm-hmm. an almost satirical satri I don't even know how to pronounce how they pronounce that word. It was an Ironic way, like the way he said it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Jones, uh, yeah. this thing. Jones, uh, this is satirical. Yeah, that's the word, satirical. Yeah, and then, um, okay, the part where he talked about, um, yeah, that's why you 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 mentioned the page twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Tadjo had never been late once. One about a year before, when he arrived with his with his shirt slung over his left shoulder and nail marks across his head, ejecting a toothpick from between his teeth and pushing it into his apple. He claimed that he had beaten his wife senseless. Mm, That's a coin. This happened about a week after a male senator slapped the female. Exactly. Everybody went crazy. Men were slapping their women folks as if it had become a national sport. Uh As every street corner disgruntled wives swung suitcases into their onto their heads hoping to be persuaded to return home yeah hmm. the Igbo um at the marketplace the Igbo fabric merchants stalked women roughly by the sleeves peeved taxi drivers prodded the heads of mothers who bargained with them Young girls were assaulted and stripped naked in the streets. Even in the labor wards, baby girls were frowned upon by their fathers. Sadhu too was inspired to throw his best punch. Now all this began with the slapping of a senator and jiggers. Everything just went crazy. As in, so that's not like the first time she talked about something like that. Page 12. Where they were talking about um, where they were first um, mocking the fact that he had a graduate and there's nothing you could do about that, right? And then it says, um, Baba Shaggy, I think you should drag her to a medicine man if she doesn't follow you. You are the husband yes. and she's a male wife. Mm. And the first one at that. If you drag her by the head, she'll mm. follow you anyway. I swear it. Mm, yeah. Standard licked his forefinger and pointed it in the direction of the maker. 
even as he pinched a half-smoked stick of Captain Black from a tattered snuff box, the expression on his face was unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Atanda, you want to land Babashegi in jail? Who would dare to drag a graduate? When she opened her mouth, an English begins to pour from it like heated palm oil. The constable will be so captivated, he will throw our friend behind bars. Olapa was a retired police sergeant, and he knew more than anyone else that domestic violence was widely perceived as a waste of police resources. Wow. Oh, sad. As in. And then Babashegi, he was a control freak. Let's not make him seem like, okay, this guy is, you know, some poor guy that all his wife cheated on. So, <clears throat> you know, you can say he's the second good guy after Bolani. Nah. I actually don't feel sorry for the guy. No. Nope. Baba Shaggy was a oh, control I don't freak. feel sorry for him. <laughs> but I mean, he also didn't know a lot. It's not really his fault. I feel like he yeah, was, he he was ignorant. Yeah. yeah, he was ignorant of a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> which is why they could con him and have different children that were not his. He just felt like he was God mm. in his house. No, no. Yeah, he no, no, he no, no. Okay, so listen to where they're talking about him. His whole like it was like he was living his in like his whole household was like a power play. Baba Shaggy yeah. liked to observe their facial expressions, how widely they smiled at comedy sketches, how many <laughs> tears they shed when they were gripped by agonizing dramas. The wives, knowing that they were being watched, stared at the screen, never struggling to look <laughs> Baba Shaggy smack in the face. So they were acting for him. Hello. <laughs> so strange. The guy expected, I don't know, he, they had grown to, you know, know that, you know, <clears throat> the guy was looking at them. See, you know. Baba, okay, I wrote, Baba Shaggy was a control freak. Most women in polygamous marriages are not in love. They compete for affections, either for a better life for them and their children, or for the bro- bragging rights and glory of conquest. Does anybody have something to say about that? Oh, yes, on page 30. That part annoyed me. What happened? Where's that part again? Mm-hmm. Um, getting, he ordered, barely giving her enough room to press through. That's when he wanted her to go to the hospital. Next to Mr. Tadjo. If you don't want to sit next to me, you can sit in the back. Only the wind is uncomfortably cold at this time of the morning. Mm, yeah. looked I at Tadu and grinned. Volande might have been going to the hospital dressed like a graduate, but his driver could still put her in her place. I imagine. And I'm like, sorry, is this not your wife? As in... As in, why would you let somebody else be putting your wife in her place? Uh-huh. Oh, because she could not give that. <sighs> so that's what annoyed me. So, anything else? I still have the idioms, but I don't think we should cover all of them. Sounds very, very interesting. The idioms. I'm looking forward to finishing the book. To finishing it, what page are you in? <laughs> Let's just say I'm looking forward to finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you read at least chapter one. <laughs> I'm just looking forward. Okay, so let me say some idioms. <clears throat> page fifty-eight or so. What fight can can a fly fight when it is in the clutches of a tarantula? Wow. <laughs> is that idiom or proverb? I don't know what it is, but it was funny, so I had to put it down. Okay. Um, okay. Planting juju is excessive. Why is a hammer to swat an insect? Wow. Wow. 
I think I came across that one. Mm-hmm. That was the part where they planted juju to make it seem like, you know, the juju, yeah, mm-hmm. the juju part. And there was one ninety three where they said, "As you spread your mat in this life, so you must lie on it." Hmm. Basically, mm. as you lay your bed, but in a different manner. Uh-huh. And mm. then they said, "When the time came for me to return to their country, they abandoned me here, like a cockerel cast the shells of a granite inside aside." Wow. I don't even know. Like, there were just so many things. Yeah. There was a part I didn't get. Yeah, page 103. I didn't get that part. What What does it say? Um, At the diagnostic lab, the nurse deposited my blood into the labeled vials. Tears made the back of my eyes ache, but I was determined to shed them in the safety of my room. They escaped as soon as the sun warmed the top of my head. How could I hold it together when my destiny hung before me, like the proverbial mangoes? Hear me, the king pronounced. As in, I'm wondering, how did we go from, you know, tears to... The flesh of those big yellow mangoes give eternal life, but but beware, the trees have roots of poison. Only the strong and brave can eat the mangoes and leaves. But could anyone boast of strength and bravery before they had eaten the mangoes and leaves? As in, I'm wondering how does this story of the mangoes correlate with her? Um, is it what's, it's not, it's not like that situation. Huh? Eh? I think it's a, it's a bit of a confusing story, sir. I don't understand it. Like, I get the point of the story. The story, as in, I get the story, right? There was a mango, they said the fruit is good, but the roots are poisonous. Whoever eats the fruit, whoever eats the fruit and leaves, that person is a brave and strong man. But if you eat the fruit and you die, that means you're not brave and strong. And then she now ends by, how can anyone say that they are brave if they've not eaten the fruit and leaves? Exactly, that's my point. It's like, mm-hmm. because only, only people can eat of the fruit, right? But how do you know mm-hmm. you're eating of the fruit? Exactly. But how does this story correlate with her in the situation, in that situation? She was getting her blood checked for, to check what, what the reason for their, you know, childlessness. Maybe she was talking about being brave about the results. Was, yeah, she was talking about bravery about the results. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because how can you how can how can you get the root of the matter without doing the test? Mm. Okay. So, so do you guys like still have stuff to talk about before we decide the book? Let's finish one thing at a time. Do you guys still have stuff to say about this secret life of Baba Shaggy's wife? Nobody. No. For me. Going, going. The book was a lot of fun to read. I highlighted stuff. I didn't know it was that. It's such a good book. It was such mm-hmm. a good book. And then there was enough subtext. Like it was awesome. The subtle, you know, remarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. It was really a good book. Yep. Um, so, oh, okay, Moya, what do you have to say? Oh, I, I just said I'm looking forward to the book. That's it. Okay. It was fun anyways. I'm so happy we're here, Moyo. I'm so happy that you came today. My pleasure. It's good to be here. Oh, thank you. And uh, Timmy and Ekene, welcome back again. In comfort also. Thank you. So... We're about to close. Do you guys have anything to say before we close? We're closing really early today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all good. Yes, all I have to say is, please, let's all reach Bond on the Tuesday because there are too many things there that need to be discussed. So we all mm-hmm. have to, uh, at this time, I promise to read it because I actually love the book. So before reading it the second time. When did you read it? First time, um, when was the first time reading it? Last year or two years ago. Hmm? Most likely last year, though. It's one of those last year or two years ago. 
reading a book a second time around um can be like starting when you when you like okay i have to read this book a second time you feel like you know the whole story yeah i'll probably just skim around it but you need to have an open mind read it as a new book yeah exactly there's so many things i didn't see in the first the first mm-hmm. time I read Secret Life of Babashek's wife, like, like I didn't notice the whole subtext of she being a lesbian. I didn't. Yeah, yeah there were lots of things I didn't notice about Babashek. I didn't know notice the fact that he was controlling. Yeah. There's so many things he wanted in his house, right? And mm-hmm. the wives did it so they could please him. Period. And I didn't know how much they hated him and hated, you know, sex with him. Yeah. Like, get into that part. So, but there was a lot of things that I missed the first time I was reading the book. So, I'm just going to tell you, from personal experience, read it with an open mind this time around. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll do, I'll do just that. So, that's your official. I'll do just that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, yeah. We usually end with prayer. I don't know if everyone has finished saying what they want to say. Yeah, Moya, just pray for us. Oh, wow. So this is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's all shut our eyes. All right, so in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Father, we thank you for a wonderful book review session we just had. Thank you for the, for the ideas and the topics that were brought on board, for the discussion, smooth discussion, no conflicts. We praise your name. So thank you. Father, we ask for to be able to fully read, complete, and assimilate the next book before the next meeting. Father, we ask for the wisdom to understand what the writer is trying to pass across, and we shall have another healthy discussion in the name of Jesus. We pray for everyone wherever they may be in different locations, we pray that your protection locate them in the name of Jesus. This Amen. Today, today, with joy to discuss on this book, Father, grant us the enablement to be able to gather with joy in our mind again next week in the name of Jesus. Father, shall not Amen. be joy, 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 unspeakable shall be our portion throughout the week in the name of Jesus. We shall have a, good, we shall have a very, very wonderful weekend. Amen. Jesus, our Father, we commit the entire world as a general into your brands. That you let that will be done. Glory be unto your name. Amen. Amen. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening. And that's all for today. The next episode will come out the same time next week. Thank you so much and have a great week. See you next week. Same time.